Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back. This is episode 11 of the Form of Fitness podcast. I am joined once again by Duncan today, and today we're going to be talking everything dumbbells. So where do you want to start? So one of the biggest things that I think of when I think of dumbbells is basically the lack of stability there, right? Because dumbbells are just another form of lifting weights that are heavy, um, very much like a barbell. However, when you have a barbell, you're using two hands, and it's a, a much longer metal rod, essentially. And so when you're moving that around, you don't have to worry about staying symmetrical, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about staying stabilized as much because of that of the mechanics of the movements that you're doing and so when you're using a dumbbell you have to be a lot more focused and controlled and there's a lot of aspects there that help you develop either specific muscles or specific skills that a barbell doesn't as much yeah uh one good benefit to dumbbells is that you are forced to even out um your sides of your body when you're doing things in like let's say incline dumbbell bench press right when you do this and you say i'm going to do 10 repetitions of this exercise when you get to 10 each side of your body that is pressing the weight has done equal work Mm -hmm. um there might be a slight variance but not a whole lot right it'll be very very close to 50 50 split on the the two dumbbells going up in the air whereas on a barbell if you've got a stronger side than the other you might be able to push up a little bit harder with one side and just kind of follow with the other one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a handful of exceptions where I think the dumbbell exercise is a little bit more stable than the barbell exercise. Uh, the immediate exception that comes to mind is Bulgarian split squats. I feel like when you have two dumbbells on a, each side, you're guaranteed to be a little bit more stable than with uh, you know, doing a barbell like over your shoulders and then doing it. Um, that's, you know little bit more personal opinion but that also i feel like when you're doing that exercise that way you're focused way more on your legs than you are also including your lower back um just a specific on that one um but with dumbbells you are able to you you have to focus a little bit more on what you're doing you know because it's easy when you've got two things in motion for you to stop paying attention to one of them and, you know, throw your shoulder out or something like that in the case of bench press. I've had it happen. It kept me off uh, doing dumbbell bench press for a long time was because, you know, I was, you know, at a low weight. And it was a while ago. Um, and I just pressed the weight up, didn't think about it, locked out my elbow, and my shoulder proceeded to <laughs> rotate in a straight arm position with 25 pounds heading straight at the ground uh, while my shoulder was locked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I couldn't, like – I've, I don't think I've had shoulder pain like that since then. It's That was horrible. It it really sucked. It decommissioned me for, I want to say, two weeks on doing anything related with my upper body. And, you know, being that given the time when I was lifting, that meant I didn't go to the gym at all because <laughs> upper body is king. <laughs> yeah. But. And also, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do with dumbbells that are just variations of – a specific movement that you're trying to train like 
I like thinking of farmer's carries like this because there are a ton of ways that you can alter the farmer's carry using dumbbells that you can't if you're using some type of apparatus that um, basically surrounds you and holds weight. Because with dumbbells, one of my favorite things to do with a farmer's carry is grab like a 75-pound dumbbell and just pick up one and carry it because it forces you to stabilize. It forces you to use your core because there's nothing balancing you out. Um, Along with that, you can do like a lighter dumbbell held stacked overhead while the other one's dangling. You can do a lot of other variations and all of these things are really helping you to get stabilized and get comfortable with these movements. Mm-hmm. And these are things that you can't do with a barbell and you can't do with some apparatus that's allowing you to farmer's carry um, with both hands and kind of connects everything for you. Right. Um, I also want to just hit on kettlebells real quick because mm-hmm. in my mind – they're very similar, yep. and you almost use the kettlebell for certain things that the a dumbbell just functionally you can't do. Like I think of kettlebell swings. It's yeah, I mean you can't do a dumbbell swing very no. well. <laughs> there's and no you can, but you're no gonna hit there. something. <laughs> yeah, um, and so ke- kettlebell swings and a bunch of these other exercises really help you work on stabilizing because you're basically moving this really heavy weight yep. kind of farther away from you. And you got to learn to counteract that momentum. Right. Um, and all of this stuff, you know, is very beneficial for you. And the heaviest that it ever needs to be is like 60 pounds. Right. Which is very helpful from a preventing injury issue. Because rarely are you going to be dealing with such heavy weight that just a minuscule mess up is right. going to fuck you over. It's really going to be about are you using good form? And it's a lot easier to use good form if you're using lighter weights, which dumbbells and kettlebells tend to be compared to some like a bar. Right. And, and uh, in that regard, it also means that like, if you've got people with you, it's a lot easier for someone let, let, if they couldn't handle, you know, 135 on a bar, but chances are they can handle two 60 pound kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Like if you lose control of one, they're probably able to help you a little bit more. Cause chances are, if you lose control, you're losing control of just one mm-hmm. and the other one's probably fine. Now, if you lose control of both, I mean, yeah, you got to learn, you got to learn to bail. Learning to bail on every exercise is really important because you need to learn how to not hurt yourself before you can really push to such high heights. You know, first step of learning how to handstand is learning how to fail a handstand and then you get to do a handstand. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case of, yeah, including kettlebells, I was going to, I was going to say something about kettlebells just cause they're, they're used for a little bit more of niche things than uh, dumbbells are because, um, and I've seen some things where people take dumbbell exercises and replace them with kettlebells mm-hmm. for, let's say like an additional balance component because the weight is not equally distributed. Like, well, it is equally distributed, but it's at a different point than it is for a dumbbell. So it changes the exercise. I've seen people do um, like tricep, uh, like like French press over the head okay. with a kettlebell in one hand. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it changes the location of the weight. The weight's at the bottom as opposed to on the sides of your hand, which means you're kind of like pushing your hand through the motion. Um, and I've also seen people add like straps to that and use kettlebells for things that are imbalanced because it's a little bit easier to tie a kettlebell to something than it is to tie a dumbbell to something. Um, you can also play around with, like, let's say you as an individual on a bar, right, you're doing strict presses or something and your wrists are hurting a lot. Usually that's because you're not stacking them. 
Um, with kettlebells, you can play around with that a lot more and work on building that strength and that technique to stack a kettlebell mm-hmm. because essentially what you can do is you can have that handle pointing down and that weight's oh, stacked right above you and you're basically holding your arm out at a 90-degree angle and you can even work on that by pressing your arm up and down. Um, and all yeah. that does is that teaches you how to maintain that weight exactly where you need to have it. Um and that'll help a lot if you're having problems with your wrists yeah. and with keeping work, stuff stacked. Yeah, you're working on a lot of these things in the lower part of your arm. Your, all of your finger muscles and whatnot, balancing that weight, your forearm muscles. Um, again, wrist strength and wrist stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really important for a lot of exercises as you get into higher weight categories. And doing that with lower weight kettlebells is a good way just because that weight is in a – it's in an obtuse spot. I mean, yeah. for if you're trying to hold it against it, like – Normally, you just want to hold it with the weight beneath it. But if you work on it being above, you've got to balance that weight. Because if you tip it to one side, it will go that way. And uh, that's why there's a lot of forearm exercise with uh, kettlebells. Like, uh, have you ever seen it where you lay the kettlebell on its side and you grab it and you rotate it like this? Okay. You move it from one side to the other. You'll just flip it back and forth. It looks like an arm wrestling exercise. And arm wrestlers do use it because it's very important. You're, you're taking the weight from the floor from a static position and rotating it up and over itself and back down to the floor again in both ways. So you're working it back and forth. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty good forearm exercise I've heard. I've never done it personally, but uh, it's a, just another example of stuff that you can do yeah. with them. Um, let me think. What else? I, do, I personally do uh, farmer's carry with kettlebells. Yep. Um, I think it's just it tends to be the easiest thing I have access to when I'm in a place to do them. I've done it with dumbbells before. I've done it with sandbags before. Um, but it just depends on how you want your weight distributed. And, uh, you know, kettlebells tend to make it pretty easy because there doesn't tend to be a lot of, like with dumbbells, it's going to be very common for you to find every weight in small increments up to what you need. Whereas kettlebells, it's just big jumps most times because it's like, you either need the 20 pound kettlebell or you need the 40 pound kettlebell. Like there's no, there doesn't tend to be a whole lot of in-betweens. No, it's um, like you have a 50 and you have a 73. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's probably measured in kilograms. <laughs> uh, or at least the heavy ones are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with dumbbell, again, you're talking about balancing aspects that are important and distribution aspect, uh, aspects. And a lot of these things are important, which I think is why I don't know of a whole lot of things that don't include dumbbells into a workout regimen or routine. CrossFit CrossFit does it. You guys do it for, you know, sort of like bonus work as well to try to focus muscles that don't maybe get hit as much. I know that the same way with uh, calisthenics, when calisthenics will include some form of weight training, they tend to include more dumbbell stuff to kind of hit the things that are a little bit harder to hit with their core exercise routine. And everyone else does dumbbells. So, like, dumbbells is probably – Knowing your way around a dumbbell and knowing how to use a dumbbell for a lot of different things. And you can probably make the most use out of dumbbells. Like if you were to start your own home gym, first step I would do is just buy a rack of dumbbells. And yeah. you can probably do about everything you need without special equipment, stuff like that. You can do some form of squat variation with dumbbells. You can do, you know, presses with dumbbells, pulls with dumbbells, uh, lift like lifting motions with dumbbells. There's a lot of things you can do with dumbbells. Yeah, and I think that that's something else that we can talk about with dumbbells and kettlebells is their specificity and their ability to get really precise and specific on what muscles you're trying to work out. Um, Because to me, 
when I see machines and people using machines, I always think, well, you can probably do that with a dumbbell. (laughs) Guarantee it. Um, And then you're going from just working the muscle to working the muscle plus stability. And when it comes to if you're trying to be fit for your everyday life and you're trying to develop this functional strength, if you can't be stable while moving a weight, you're going to hurt yourself. If you can't be stable while moving a weight, you might not even be able to move the weight. You might, like when you come to a real world application of moving a weight of that volume, you can't do it, you know, because, and that's one of the things, that's why machines, if they're in my workout, they are supplemental. Mm -hmm. They're on something that I've already done a compound lift for that's, you know, done with either dumbbells or barbells or in some cases kettlebells. Um, And so we're hitting all these things, we're working stability and we're making our our fitness much more functional, mm-hmm. right? We're taking it just from being a gym thumb and being able to lift more weight in the gym to a longevity of our fitness because we do know that, you know, tendons and ligaments and all these things need a little bit more time and a little bit more indicators to grow, uh, to be able to handle the amount of muscle that you will build. And you aren't going to, they're not going to get the type of, you know, attention and stress and stretch on a machine that they will with free weights. Mm-hmm. And just another thing to think about is with dumbbells, it's very, it's a lot easier to control kind of this time under tension aspect that mm-hmm. um, is very beneficial. A recent study just came out that I saw that accompanied one of the rocks <laughs> just comments about mm-hmm. um, eccentric movements. And that's something that you can do very easily with dumbbells. You know, yep. everyone wants to be in there curling like these hundred pound dumbbells, but you can curl like a 25 or a 15 at a very slow pace. And that's going to get you just as much, if not more benefit because you're really working that eccentric um, loading just as much as the eccentric. And you're really getting in there and getting that movement uh, under control. Plus if you're doing this at a slow pace, uh, we're going to assume that you're really paying attention to not using any other uh, parts of your body to try and build momentum to get this weight up and down. And because so, you can't. Because you can't. And that helps you a lot more as well because right. it basically isolates the muscle as best as possible to get you the most benefit. Yeah, you're going to use more of your energy because, you know, if it takes you a large amount of energy to lift, um, you know, this 40-pound dumbbell one time, uh, you know, you're only going to do it a couple times. Whereas if you can use the 15 or the 20-pounder, a lot of times you can get a lot closer to reaching your full energy expenditure and capacity with that dumbbell. And so by doing that, you're going to train a form of, you know, longevity in your muscles. You're going to train your muscles to be able to, I, you're going to do, you're going to double your benefits here. You're going to be able to expend more energy over the long term. You're going to really train your body how to use energy, right? Because you're going to fatigue yourself as opposed to reaching the point where it's just like, I can't lift this weight, but you should probably be getting closer to the point where you're like, I can't lift my damn arm, (laughs) you know, to really get the most benefit out of this, you know, get those gains and whatnot the quickest. And uh, so being able to do that is important. And being able, another thing is, is you do not get a lot of mental gains from doing like momentum based ego lifts at high weight. Mm -hmm. You don't, it takes 
a rigid and mindful motherfucker to be able to stand there with 10 pound dumbbells and go for 90 reps of five seconds on both sides of just like it's nauseating to some people to be able to stand still and do it, but you are mindful and it takes a lot of discipline and you've got to build that discipline up. And that's again, we're including by doing these, uh, you know, these, these other facilities, like, like doing things that aren't just standard that everyone does. Mm -hmm. We are just throwing in more benefits to you lifting. You're getting, you're getting more bang for your buck on your time here, you know? Yeah. And another thing that I think that dumbbells do a lot of work to help you with is learning the philosophy of a movement. Like if you're struggling with certain, especially complex movements with a barbell, you know, I'm thinking uh, specifically about like anything that has power in it, like the power clean, um, the power snatch, mm -hmm. you know, anything like that where we're talking about really using our hips to get it up there. It's sometimes hard to think about that and think about how you're converting that momentum when you're dealing with the bar especially when you're talking about heavy weights but if you're doing like kettlebell swings all you're doing there is using momentum you are literally converting potential into kinetic and kinetic back into potential especially if you're doing um what is that is it russian overhead an american to eye level i, I can't remember. one of the two is just a eye level i hate them i prefer right. the overhead because that's all the way to the all top. the way to the top because that okay. really is teaching you you got to collect it at the bottom and send it to the top and then just collect it at the bottom again. And you're really having to pay attention to using your momentum to work for you, right? Because right? that is the point of the movement. And then if you look at a power clean, a power snatch, anything like that, you're doing the same thing. You're using your hips and you're using all the momentum generated from your hips to get that bar wherever you are trying to get it to. And so there's a lot of things like this where – Doing it with a dumbbell or a kettlebell at a lighter weight for high reps is going to really teach you what exactly you're trying to do here. Right. And learning what high rep as well means to, for you. High rep can be 18 reps. 18 reps is considered almost double what most people are doing for their normal sets. Yeah. Some people triple. Some people don't do sets of more than five. You know, some people don't do sets of more than 10, mm -hmm. you know. And above that. And when you're able to do something like that for 18 reps, you got to be like, all right, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go controlled because obviously like there's a weight where you're going to say eh, 20 reps you just, and then you're just momentuming, like you're doing yeah. momentum, but at that weight mm -hmm. and you're just throwing it around because it's an easy weight, but yeah. doing that slow and controlled, you'll know it because like it, again, this is part of that mindfulness and including that discipline into working with slow and controlled movement to get additional time under tension, better gains, more bang, bang for your buck. You know, you want to take advantage of the time you have available to you. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And when you're doing your research on your own and you're looking at different dumbbell or kettlebell movements, cause we inspired you, of course, yes. um, I would recommend being very mindful and careful about which variation of a movement that you choose. Cause something that I remember doing very recently is like a renegade row, right? It's kind of a dumbbell row, but you're in a plank position and you're only doing one side at a time. And basically the point is to not only get your back going, but also to teach you to stabilize the heck out of your core. Cause you don't want to rotate at all. You want to keep that perfect plank while also moving like 35, 45 pound dumbbells. And it's hard. 
it's rough and you really have to be mindful and careful there. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot different from like a stacked row where your left arm's on your knee and your right arm is just moving the weight up and down or a right. bin over row. And yep. all these variations have different things that work really well for it and also things that don't work so well for it. And so doing your research and understanding what exactly you're incorporating and what exactly this dumbbell movement is hitting is very important. Because just like a machine where it has that map of what muscles you're using, depending on how you use that machine, dumbbells are very similar to this where each variation specifically has a little bit of a different effect on other parts of your body. Right. And the great part is, is like with the current place that, you know, social media and all that stuff is in, going on YouTube and finding a five-minute video that talks about a specific exercise you're doing and what exactly everything you're doing part of that is easy to find. And if you don't need that and you need the 15-second clip, there's a clip for that too. Mm-hmm. Chances are maybe even made by the said same person. You know, uh, finding the no-bullshit quick version explanation on this is, you know, it's easy to find. But it's also easy to find these full-length, long-explanation videos that are explaining everything that's going into hand position, arm rotation, because there's a lot of different joints that are in between the dumbbell that you're moving and your, you know, point of rotation potentially, whether that be your elbow being the start of where the motion is or your shoulder, you know, in the case of like rows, you're using your elbow as a point of rotation, your your wrist is a point of rotation and your shoulder is a point of rotation, as well as if you're doing bent over rows, your hips. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and even your knees, depending on like how squatted down you are, how bent over your hips are and what point you're pulling through, you know, whether that means you're pulling your shoulder out a little bit more, you know, there's a lot of different variables going into this and finding all that information is, it, it, I mean, there's bukus of it online. Like it's so easy to find this type of stuff and being real and just knowing what you are doing and what your goal is specifically. I mean, that just, that puts you 10 steps ahead. You know, you're able to sift through this information when you know more about what you actually want out of it, right? And that goes back to why do we want to be fit? You know, episode one type stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the benefit of actually going for a goal like this? And, I mean, the reason is is that it sets up and stacks, uh, you know, a lot of benefits to your discipline, uh, your knowledge of your own body, and attentiveness to yourself to go and dominate in other areas of life. And... I, I mean, going back to dumbbells specifically, the focus on balance, control, and everything with the dumbbells, it just, it's a small lesson that builds and affects other things that you do as well because you become very mindful of what you're actually doing. And it shows you how many variables there are in just one thing that you're doing, which is really important. All right, guys, with that being said, I think we've hit everything we really want to cover today, again, with a... Uh, with what I was saying, all this stuff is just, it's really easy to find online, especially if you know what you're getting after. You can even look out dumbbell-only workouts or something like that if you're looking to just work with dumbbells for now. Um, and if not, I do uh, I do suggest kind of branching out, learning a little bit more about everything and finding what you really like to get you on this fitness journey that you are looking to uh, to go down. And with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.